Hey everybody out there in podcast land, this is Severin Henderson here again for another episode of Department 3C Presents a Podcast. Um, today's episode, I have a very special guest. I have my mother here. Um, she suggested that I have a episode about um, first responders and their parents and how they feel about them going into the field and all of that fun stuff. I said, you know what, that's a good idea. I'm, I'm with that. The, the thing about podcasts anyway is kind of they're evergreen, they're everlasting, and, you know, to be around for forever. So whenever time comes up and I want to go back and take a look or take a listen, I'll have this opportunity to have like a vocal time capsule to listen back to what what we said in a conversation for everyone here. So I, like I said, when she suggested it, I said, I think that's a great idea. I also... On this same episode, I'm going to have my kids. They're going to talk a little bit about first responder stuff, and then that conversation is probably going to go all over the place because they're going to start talking about Fortnite and flipping and trampolines and basketball, and I'm with that too. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get a chance to take a listen, give me some feedback, let me know what you think. In addition to that, I have some other episodes coming out where we're going to talk about some other subjects in the service, some other regular just pop culture stuff, just everything, because that's what this show encompasses. It's just in everything type of show. So please, again, give me your feedback. Let me know what you would like to hear. And let me know where I can do better. Like I said, every time I'm just trying to get up reps and get going so I can offer and deliver the best content possible. So let me give a brief introduction about my mother. So I now currently live in the great city of Chicago, but originally I was from Cleveland. And when I left, she was my major cheerleader, my major supporter, like, yep, get going. Even when I was taking tests around the country trying to get on different fire departments, she was always helping me out, um, pushing me in the right direction. So that's kind of what she did from there. So it, I could go on and on about her in an in introduction as a person. She, like I said, she's my mother. She's cool. She's nice. Everybody that knows her or comes across her always has nice, good things to say about her. And if you if you already know her, you already know how sweet of a woman that she is. So, without further ado, Myrna, Mom, Henderson, um, let's talk. Let's hear your voice. Well, let me say good morning and thank you for accepting the challenge that I threw out there to you to interview uh, parents of firefighters and, and first responders, and um, I'm thankful to be here. Okay, scoot up a little, little bit closer. Okay, so happy to be here. You've been hanging out with me in the city for a couple of weeks here. Let's talk about. Let's start with the initial when I said to you, "Hey, I'm going to be a firefighter." How did you feel about that? Well, you came home from school. I think you were in maybe the sixth grade or maybe seventh. No, I think it was sixth grade. And they had um, career day mm -hmm. and where people from uh, different careers would come in from the uh, community and talk to the kids. And so you invited your father to come. And so uh, he came and he talked about uh, IT stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know 
what sequence he was in, but anyway, there were some policemen and firefighters there. And so the firefighters made the biggest impression on you because they said, you can make $37,000 a year. And you came home and you said, I'm going to be a firefighter. They make $37,000. And I just laughed because, I mean, you know, you're in the sixth grade. I'm not taking you serious. Mm-hmm. But as time went on, you kept saying you wanted to be a firefighter. And I kept saying, "Uh, okay, well, you know, there's a lot of things out there you can do. You'll probably change your mind somewhere along the way. But you didn't. Mm -hmm. And so you talked about being a firefighter so much that uh, it it so happened your grandfather had uh, in-home health care. And his health care provider's husband was a fireman. And so your father introduced you to this young man. And uh, by then you were in like maybe the 11th grade. Yeah, I think the 10th or 11th grade. Yeah. And so he came to the house and you had a, a friend on the street and uh, he was talking about being in the fire service. Right. So... You invited him and your father's um, health care giver's husband came and he talked to you too about being firefighters. Uh, he didn't mention the $37,000. <laughs> well, I got I to gotta fix that part because it wasn't thirty-seven. It was $34,331.29. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, was, that was what was on the Cleveland flyer at the time. And that's what I actually had got a hold to. Um, so, like I said, let me let me clear up the story and fix it just a just a little okay, bit. Okay, tweak it. Tweak it. So, <laughs> what originally happened? Um, it was a school that I lived close enough to walk to. That's when we used to walk to school. Um, that's when I went to Moses Cleveland, and we uh, the fire tr- the fire engine came, and they let all the kids get on the engine. They put us up there. They took us down. Let us sit in the front seat, and they let us yell over the um, loudspeaker. And so I got on the speaker. I'm like, hey, mom, this is the best thing ever. And, and that, was, that was my thing. And so when I came home from school that day, I said, did you hear me? He said, what are you talking about? I said, oh, the firefighters was there, and they let me yell on the, yell on the um, loudspeaker, and I thought you could hear me. And now, you know, I, there's no way that you'd be able to hear me because you was working way out. And, you know, for, for you to hear me, that would be amazing and then everyone else in the vicinity would be deaf but <laughs> it was it was it, that's what I thought in my mind so that was the first time I came across them and then the second time is right when they came for career day but that's what that that's not when I got the number when I got the number um was when they started passing out that Cleveland flyer and I said they work one day on two days off and they make this much and when and when it's time to work it's time to work when it's not, you just do other stuff and you train and hang out. And that's what, what kind of got me. And so, like you said, buddy from down the street, he was a couple years older than me. He was eligible to take the test, and I wasn't. But even still, the um, police athletic league were having classes where you could come and, like, train and prepare how the test goes and everything. And so I would go there and I would hang out with them even still and and I would tell them flat out, like, hey, I'm not old enough to take the test. I just want to hang out. And they never said, 
beat it kid or you ain't got no reason or anything to be here they 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 were always welcoming with open arms to you know allow me to hang out and kind of soak up some of the culture so I appreciated that. But so that's the little fix in the story and, and okay. how it went. Okay. All right. Well, uh, the next the next part that I remember is uh, one day I was uh, I was working and I was doing a stay over. So uh, your father called me and uh, this is before cell phones. He had the phone number to the place I was staying over. And he called me and asked me if I was, you know, would let you go. He had a, somebody he wanted to introduce you to. And so I said, sure. And so I told you to get ready. And so your father came and you had on saggy jeans and, and looking like you just rolled out of bed. And he, he said, you ain't going nowhere with me looking like that. Yeah, big clothes. Was the thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so he said, "No, you ain't going nowhere with me, looking like that." Get them jeans pulled. He said, "As a matter of fact, is that all you got to wear?" So we went, in, you know, back into our uh, luggage <laughs> because we used to pack our clothes to go stay over. Mm-hmm. And so he, he said, "Don't you have a, a, a nice shirt and a tie?" And so anyway, he dressed you up in. Um, I think you had on a, I think you still had on the jeans, but he put a sweater on and he put a shirt on, and uh, I think we borrowed a tie and he put a shirt and tie on you, mm-hmm. and he put this sweater on that had a little V neck and you could just see the tie right there. Yeah. And so and and you looked really really nice. You looked really smart and, and smart smart. So you all went and on the interview you were gone for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And then he dropped you off, and I said, how did it go? And you said, they invited me to come at the firehouse and, and hang out with them. I said, really? And you said, yeah. I said, oh, that's nice. And so he said, you said that uh, your father was really impressed because he said you, you talked really nice and you made a nice impression. And he said that um, they were impressed with you because you didn't look like Slumdog. <laughs> Okay. You, you looked really nice the way you were dressed. And so you started mentoring at um, Highland Hills Fire Department with, yep. with the uh, the crew that was up there. Mm-hmm. That's Yep, that's how that happened. And uh, the day you turned 18, they said, we're going to send you to... EMT school. Was it EMT? It was EMT school. Okay. Yeah. The day I turned eighteen, right? I um was when I is when they said they were going to send me to EMT school. So for like a year, mm-hmm. I just volunteered and I went up there on Tuesdays because that was their training day, and we would just do like different training stuff. We would put the engines in pump and um, pack holes and do walkthroughs and do search drills, learn about SCBA, just everything that kind of goes along with the service. And then I would come home and tell you all about the things. But even before that part, remember when um, they were trying to send me, well, we was trying to get a car. I talk about this in the book a little bit, how I was going to get a car to go to East Cleveland, to go to Shaw High School because they had that fire program. Right. Yeah, Yeah, we went over to East Cleveland and we talked to the people over there. And they say, well, you really got to go to Shaw High School, but uh, if you can come, then maybe we can 
you work know, something out. Work something yeah. out. With, and then that didn't work. And then no, that didn't that, work. that chief um, referred us to Highland Hills. And, like, um, I got another bonus episode with um, the another chief, and he was he was saying how that chief used to just be the only, they called him in Cleveland, they called him sitters. And he used to go hang out at the firehouse when he was like five. <laughs> and he would, he would just hang out at um, engine 41. It's over there on 116th and um, Kinsman. Mm-hmm. And so this is all Cleveland talk, by the way, because if anybody's wondering, but like I always say, this podcast is for the world. <laughs> just because just I'm in <laughs> Chicago now, I, I always got to, I always got to talk about home and bring up home. But, Yes, that's that's how that whole thing started. And then mm-hmm. from Highland Hills, you just went from there. Yeah, and I, I really didn't get too nervous about you being in the fire service. Your father, he was ecstatic. He just thought you was doing the greatest thing because uh, nobody in, in the family line on your side or my side was in fire service. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, this is a first we got a firefighter, so you know it was kind of exciting. Yeah, and um, you you were, I thought you were safe in, okay. in uh, Highland Hills, and because it was a small community, and I don't, I didn't think they would be doing anything really dangerous. I, I didn't, I didn't have any um, misgivings. Uh, then you, you started spreading out. <laughs> started spreading out. What's, you, what's that you, mean? You, you decided that uh, you wanted to do more than just be at Highland Hills. Oh, okay. So and, getting and, other jobs. So there, a number of the firefighters said, "Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, I work for Cleveland, and I work for East Cleveland, and I work for uh, Oakwood Village." And well, that was later on down, but yeah. But yeah, you you would hear these the, these guys saying, "Oh yeah, on my off days, I'll go here and I go there." And so, you started going off. I forget. I think you went to Woodmere. Woodmere. Yeah, went to Woodmere. That started was, started. That up was at, my next. That was my next it, stop. It Woodmere. And they, then just kind of kept going. Yeah, but they, in the they, meantime, they loved you at Woodmere. Yeah, Woodmere. <laughs> Both of them, Woodmere and Highland, they were both uh-huh. good to me. But I was what I was gonna say is like, so when I started going to EMT school, um, can you talk to me about that? Do you remember any of the experiences when I was going up there and doing that, or any of the stories I was, was telling you? Um, ooh, I don't remember a lot about the EMT school because the the, the thing I remember is when you went to to be paramedic because I think uh, Highland Hills, they kind of took care of you for EMT. Yeah, it was. And they, they, they paid for They it. paid for you to go to EMT. And I was proud of you and uh, everything. And a friend of mine helped you uh, get um, certified to be a lifeguard. Yep, a lifeguard. So I remember that. So I wasn't, I wasn't scared. I was very proud of you. And then... You decided that you needed to get bigger and better. Well, paramedic school, you had to, you, sometimes to even take a test for a city, you had to already be a paramedic. Sometimes you had to already be a paramedic. Sometimes you just had to be in school and have a letter mm-hmm. to show that you were in school to take these tests. Okay. Well, um, I don't know how you got to East Cleveland. I don't remember that part, but I know you got to East Cleveland, and they were concerned because you 
you said you had just finished paramedic school and you were getting ready to test. Mm -hmm. And they said, okay, well, since you were getting ready to test, we'll go ahead and we'll take you. Yeah. And so then when you started telling me about what was happening at East Cleveland, that's when I got scared. That's when you got nervous. Okay. Yeah. So talk, that's talk about that because that's the, that's the part I want to I wanna hit on, the, the nervousness of a parent of a first responder. Well, the, the thing that made me nervous is I, I knew about East Cleveland because I had lived in East Cleveland for about a year or so, mm -hmm. and I knew it was a busy place. Um, by this time, um, I think I was working with two ladies because I had stopped my house sitting stuff and I had gotten a, a job working for the Cuyahoga County. Mm -hmm. And I ran into two ladies whose husbands were firefighters. Mm -hmm. And um, so I started talking to them and they said, oh, it's okay. You'll be scared at first, but then you'll get used to it. I haven't gotten used to it. <laughs> 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 but when you were in East Cleveland, it made me nervous because it was always something going on in East Cleveland. And when you went to East Cleveland, I, I didn't sleep. I prayed all the time because I just, I just was scared. Mm -hmm. And then one day you said, Ma, uh, Chicago giving the test. I said, what the, Chicago? I said, I thought you was waiting for Cleveland to give the test. Oh, Cleveland ain't giving the test. I'm Chicago giving the test. I'm going to Chicago. I said, all right, go. Go take the test. Mm -hmm. So you went and took the test. And so you got a notice that you were, you know, you were kind of high on the list. And well, I didn't even know what that number meant. Like they said, it's a random number. And everybody I was talking to said, yeah, you can't really read nothing into it. It's just a number. So mm -hmm. pretty much just said, you passed. Here's a number. And oh, I, okay. And I just put that note on the refrigerator okay. where it sat for three years. <laughs> you, yeah, because you took, you took the test in, in 06. Yep, in 06. And so, you know, and you went, you, I think, you went, didn't you go to Miami or went to um, Memphis? Or I went something. to Florida, Tennessee, Atlanta. I was in conversations with um, Houston, um, Washington, D.C., a couple of counties in the D.C. area, and um, my other chief had given me an application for Honolulu, <laughs> and I was trying to figure out how I was going to get on the plane and get out there to take the test. I see. Okay. I didn't know about Honolulu. I know your father took you to Hawaii, but yeah. I don't think you tried to take no, the test. No, I wasn't taking the test then. I was okay. just, we, were, we were just in Hawaii. We were Va just out Vacationing, there. huh? Yeah. Okay. Well... You, I, kn I knew you were taking tests at different places. I still wasn't really scared, but very nervous. And especially when you would sometimes come home and, and tell me about things, and I would be like, oh, my God, my child. Yeah. And, and it, but when I got scared, I didn't really get scared, scared. Even when Chicago contacted you, they said, come, if you're interested, come here. Bring this card, bring yeah. this interest card and turn it in. And if you're still interested, come this day and do this and all along. And so that started in January. As a matter of fact, it started in January. It started, right. I think you got the letter on your birthday. No, it wasn't my birthday. It was, it was the lieutenant's test for the other 
department for East Cleveland. It was January 10th. Okay. But it was close. It was really close to my birthday. You got a letter from Chicago, mm -hmm. and they said, if you're interested, come to Chicago and bring this piece of information. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so your father, uh, he didn't know about it. He found out about it when you kept saying, Mom, all my friends, I ain't got nobody that I can take with me to Chicago, and I don't want to go by myself. And I said, call your father. He ain't doing nothing. And you said, you think I should? I said, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's not working anymore, so call him. So he, you called him, and he was so excited. Mm -hmm. He said, oh, he came to the house. His wife dropped him off, and he said, I'm so excited. I'm so proud of our son. He, he was really over the moon about you going to Chicago. And, but that uh, was he, just an interest card. I didn't even it, think anything was going to happen from that. Because no. I had been through the process so many times with so many different departments where mm -hmm. something would happen. They would hire too many people. And, like, I remember um, Shaker. I used to take their tests all yeah, the time. Yep, you took that Shaker test. And, and I did better each time. Like, the first time mm -hmm. I took it, I was, like, 40-something. The next time I took it, I was, like, 20-something. And then that last time I took it, I was 12, I think. And I'm like, oh, 12, I'm, I got a shot here, and I thought it was going to go, and no, nothing, nothing ever, happened. <laughs> nothing ever happened for you at Shaker, but you got to Chicago, and then they just kept feeding you letters yeah, if, if you're still interested. If yeah. you, so you took your father, which you took a couple of times. I came with you a couple of times. Right. And then finally in July, yep. They sent you a letter, and they said, this is a bona fide job offer. And you said, Ma, I'm going to take it. I said, you better take it. Yeah, after said, all of that. We've been running up and down the road to Chicago. You need to take the job. Yeah, we. I think we went about five or six times. Mm -hmm. And then the interest card was so funny. It's just, it was back then, I'm sure it's different now, but it was just a postcard. I said, if you're interested, fill this out and put it in this box. Get it time-stamped and put it in this box. So we drove up to Chicago and we went to that building, um, this the, um, what's the name of it? Fire Academy South. And I went in, was tr trying to ask anybody any questions. They said, "Don't ask nothing. Just if you want this job, put that, get it time stamped, drop it in that box. Bye." <laughs> so, <laughs> you said so that's it was what I did. Pretty brutal. <laughs> and we 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 literally drove up here to drop a car in the box to go right back. Mm -hmm. And I always talk because I got other buddies um, that were from further away. They took plane trips to come in to drop that car in the box and yeah. go right back to where they yeah. came from on I, the plane. I, I remember you you met one of your buddies that you had worked with at Woodmere. Yeah, and Highland. We worked together at Woodmere and Highland. Okay. Jay, I'm trying to get him in here too, but life. <laughs> life well, I, is life I, is busy right now. Uh, but well I'm sure you'll get them, but that's when I got scared. When they offered you the job, I started getting nervous. Mm -hmm. And when you actually had to be here, they sent you a letter and said if you what you call it, be here this time, this date, I think it was August eleventh. I don't remember that. Um but that was I remember we had to do yeah, final processing and yeah, we did that. So Okay, well, we came up somewhere in July so you could get an Illinois driver's license. Right, I got a driver's and, license. And you had and to have an Illinois address, and so one of your friends helped you to, to do that. Well, that was me and Jake. We got an apartment. Oh, yeah, that's right. I yeah. remember that. Okay, 
So that happened. And oh, the day that you left, I was, I was kind of excited, but I was also scared. Okay. <laughs> I was really scared. Okay. And then when you graduated from um, the academy mm-hmm. after, what, nine months? You are you were in academy for a long time. Yeah, they we had a huge class and they didn't know exactly what to do with us. So yes, we we were in there for a while. Like even after we were done, we were just kind of hanging out. Okay. And they was like, yeah, April first is the day. And we were like, yeah, right, April Fools. We ain't graduating that day, but they they <laughs> yeah they, it was they, April first. Yeah, it was April. We came up, your family, your, your uncles, your cousin. Aunties, we came, we came, yep, yep, and uh, and then you said we still ain't got nothing to do, and then you called me and said I get to go to a firehouse. I said okay, great, great, and then you told me about your firehouse, and then that's when I got terrified when you said I feel like I never left East Cleveland. Yeah, <laughs> I, I said, what do you mean? Every time the whistle or the siren goes off, we gotta go. Yeah. Everybody, almost everybody at the house is on the truck going to whatever he's and he said, and it it don't stop. It's just all day long. And I said, Well, you wanted to be a firefighter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we were so the busiest. Um it, it still goes back and forth as being one of the busiest trucks in the city mm-hmm. back and forth with another couple of trucks and for a couple of years it's like the fifth busiest truck in the country so yeah we were we were rolling and like I said it felt I, I still tell people that all the time it felt like I never left it was like um same circus different clowns because oh. <laughs> it was just like the exact same madness was going on was there going on. but that's that's not a that's not a bad thing it's just how it was and that's that's what i wanted that's i was i was happy it's just it was just weird to think i was in a whole nother city and doing the same thing it was the exact same stuff okay well um let me uh backpedal a little bit okay i remember when when you were little you were always dressing up like a superhero and my uh, cousin, she said, he's going to do something big because he's got this, uh, he's always dressing up like a superhero and saving somebody. She said, he's going he's gonna to be doing something that's got to be with uh, somebody saving somebody. <laughs> and so... Uh, when some of my family members found out about that, they said, oh, yeah, how else can you be a superhero? Be a firefighter. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and well, so yeah. when you said, oh, the people look so happy to see us when we come, they don't like the police coming, but they like it when the firemen show up. They cheer and, and say rah, rah, and they Throw us kisses and stuff. I said, "Really?" <laughs> yeah, it was. It's fun. That's, so, that's, and, so that's the part. So, it, what about? Um, you remember when I went to police academy? How were you feeling then? Because you talked a little bit about fire. You talked a yeah. baby bit about paramedic. Let's let's get the whole spectrum. Well, you went you went to police academy. East Cleveland sent you to police academy, mm-hmm. and I said, "Why are you going to police academy?" You said, "Cause I need to." be an arson inspector because East Cleveland needed an arson inspector. Arson investigator. Arson investigator, excuse me. Um, And so 
when you start talking about you had learned how to shoot. Oh dear. And yeah. I, I I was and then you came home and showed me this 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 weapon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, get that thing out of here. <laughs> I don't wanna see it. I don't wanna know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I was nervous about that. But you seem to enjoy it. I went to your graduation. We had a nice time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh you did. I think you did get a chance to investigate a couple of things. Yep, I had a couple of investigations, mm-hmm. and and it was it was cool when I was there because one of the instructors said, like, "You ever think about switching over?" I'm like, "Do I got to write tickets?" He's like, "Well, yeah, everybody got to start writing tickets." So I said, like, "No, I don't want to switch over." <laughs> <laughs> like, if there was a way I could go, like, just into not arson investigate, but just like investigation period, like, yeah, any crime, like, um. You know, murder, homicide, um, domestic abuse—just anything other yeah. than have other than having to write tickets. And I'm not saying nothing bad about um, officers who write tickets. They got a job and they got something to do, and they're probably building up to somewhere else. I just know I, I didn't want to write tickets because we rode on uh, we rode on uh, ride time with the officer, and he said, I'm going to let y'all decide if we're going to get this person a ticket or not. I said, okay. So he pulled somebody over. He said, okay. Guy and a girl, guy's driving, girl's pregnant. He said he's taking her to the hospital, and she isn't feeling well. What do you guys think? I said, I think you should let him go. <laughs> he said, I'm going to write him. <laughs> and he wrote him a ticket. Oh, no. Because they was going a little bit fast. They, they were going like 12 miles over the speed limit. So oh, wow. I, I just knew that wasn't that wasn't for me, I, I I don't like like telling on people. Like when people like yeah. really do bad stuff, yeah, I'm I'm with it. Let's go get them. But like, <laughs> yeah, I know you said you said that they, they kept asking you, didn't you want to come and be a policeman? And you said never. Well, just just the <laughs> ticket part. I, I was out on that. So okay. All right. Well. So you talked about fire. You talked about police, and yeah, we talked about paramedic. Any advice? Do you have any advice for parents? Because you're speaking from that parent of a first responder um, aspect for any anybody's kids that are trying to get into the service. If 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 you figure out that your child is serious about doing it, kind of find out, you know, if they are, and if they do want to do it, kind of support them because I think. That was that was important because you kept saying that I was your cheerleader. I, I really didn't know that's what I was doing, but I did encourage you to do it. I said, because if you like it, it's something that you want to do, you should go ahead and do it. Don't, you know, because your father, he was an IT man, and so he was pushing you to, to do IT. Mm-hmm. And you tried. I tried it and wasn't. You tried IT. And the stuff that they had you going through. Wasn't for me. And you said, you said, I just want to be IT. Why do I have to take geography? Why yeah. do I have to study history and English? And I said, well, it's like a college course. And yeah, I'm out on that. Yeah. And so you 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 dropped out of the IT thing. You said, I know enough to fix my computer. So that's all I care about. So I, I knew that that wasn't your passion, so I didn't encourage you to do IT. Mm-hmm. So, but when I realized that the, uh, the service of firing and, and EMT and 
paramedic. That was that was your passion. You were passionate about that. So that's what I encouraged you to do since you were passionate about it. And then, you know, and uh, for the parent, stay positive and listen to them when they come home and tell you somebody died on their shift because it affects them as much as it affects you when you hear that they had to, they couldn't save somebody because that always bothered you when you couldn't save somebody. That you said your motive was get them to the hospital alive. If they die after that, it's not so bad, but they're not dying when I'm working on them. And so I'm sure it's other firefighters that um, had that same experience that they want to get somebody to the hospital alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, so parents that uh, have uh, people that are first responders, just stay positive, stay up, and just always be there for them and support them. And no matter what the story is, you know, don't freak out. It's, it's like when, I, when, when you were growing up, my cousin told me, don't freak out until you see blood. Because <laughs> she said, most of the time they're going to get bumped and scraped. And, and you know, she said, just hug them and kiss them and put a Band-Aid on it. She said, when you see blood, then you can get excited to find out, okay, okay, why are you bleeding? What, what happened? Oh, yeah, had enough so, of that, too. So. <laughs> I come home with blood everywhere. Like that time I came home holding my head. Yeah, you had a big gash in your eyebrow. And put my hand down, and my hand was full of blood. Uh, like, yeah. oh, that didn't hurt that bad. And I touched it. Uh, then yeah. I touched it again, and my hand yeah. was like, oh, Come uh, home. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I I did take you to ER, and you ended up with some stitches. Yeah. So, but um, that's that would be my advice to anyone who uh, has someone that's thinking about being a first responder, or even if they are a first responder, if you kind of shied away from supporting them, don't do that. Go support them. Okay. Well, that's that's a little mini topic. Now, that's really the whole basis of the show, how I started off in the first place, was just talking about support for first responders and how people can do that and you know how we can have conversations about different issues that we have going on. So I appreciate you saying that because a lot of times, I, I know I always used to tell you, like, sometimes when I'm telling you a problem, I just want you to listen. I don't want you to try and fix it, and you're trying to fix it. So that's that's another form of support. Like you don't you don't have to fix whatever is going on with the person. Just have a listen and see what you can do there, because that ear helps more than people know. I agree. I agree. Okay. So on that note, we will um, end our portion. I'm gonna bring in the kids to talk for a little while. Do you have anything else that you wanted to say or throw in there or talk about? I just want to say that. Uh, um, your father passed away before he got a chance to see you at this level of your career. Mm-hmm. But I know that if he was still here, his face would have a smile on it from ear to ear. <laughs> and so I think you should know that and understand that even though he couldn't um, hold on and, and be here, if he was here, he would 
be with me, and we would be doing rah, rah, rah okay. for you. And so I'm still rah, rah, rah for you. I'm still nervous, but <laughs> I, I pray a lot. But, okay. <laughs> but I'm so very proud of you and what you're doing, and I'm hoping that uh, uh, you probably will be an old man and telling stories to some young, young guys. So keep, keep encouraging the young guys to, you know, seek, seek to be a, a, a first responder. It's, a, it's, it's an awesome career. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Ma. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so we had a little pause, a little party break. Now we have our other two guests on this family episode of Department 3C Presents a Podcast. We have my kids, two of them, Dylan and Zoe. How are you guys? Good. Good? Good. Good. Okay, so who said good first? Me. Me. What's your name? Dylan. So, Dylan, how old are you? Eight. You're eight? Yeah. Okay, we had another little mini episode podcast before, right? Yes. But I told you I was going to bring you to the studio and we were going to have a real in-depth conversation, right? Yes. Okay, so this is what you wanted, right? Yeah. And you're going to be a YouTuber? Yeah. Got to talk into the mic, bud. Yes. Okay. So, let's before we get into your career and YouTube aspirations, let's talk just a baby bit about fire stuff, Okay. Okay. Just to keep the podcast on topic. So, you guys, you know what I do, right? Yes, no, maybe. Zoe, what does daddy do? Daddy tickle me. <laughs> I tickle you. <laughs> what do I do for, for a job, though? Uh, put fire engine. I put, I'm on a fire engine. And what do you want to be when you grow up? I will be like a fire engine. You're going to be a fire engine? Yes. Okay. So what are you going to do as a fire engine? Put out fires. Put out fires. With your hose? Yes. Okay. I'm with that. Dylan, so like I was asking you, you understand what I do, what I get up to go do? Yeah. So what's that? Tell me what your Daddy. explanation. Daddy, you're talking to you. Yes, I'm talking to you. Um, you put out fires. Okay. You've been down to, well, you haven't been to my new station yet, but you've been to the fire academy with me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so how'd you like that? How'd you enjoy it? It was good. It was good. And what else did you get to do? All you got to watch us jump into the cold water. That was, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool too, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so now, like I said, just a little bit about that. Let's talk about you. So... School's getting ready to start. Are you ready? Yeah. What are you What are you looking forward to as far as school? I don't know. Well, tell me something. I need more than I don't know. That's it. That's it? You don't know? What about on the tablets? I still don't know. You still don't know how it's going to work? No. Okay. Not at all. Not at all. So, what's the other, uh, other stuff? Let's talk about flipping. You still, you still in the flipping? Yes. 
Talking to the mic. Yes. Okay, so tell me about some flips. Tell me what your, your plans are for the rest of this day, because it's pretty early right now. What are you going to do the rest of the day today? Eat breakfast. Uh-huh. Watch my iPad. Uh-huh. Play Fortnite. Uh-huh. What about do your book? What about that book we got you for the summer? Um, do two pages of that. <laughs> you said it so reluctantly, like you're just not looking forward to that part. You're not. Okay. Um, that's, that's understandable. But we got to keep you sharp, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, your favorite subject. Talk to me about Fortnite. Come on, YouTuber. This is your opportunity. Um, 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 I don't know. Um, You're not going to be a very good YouTuber if you can't turn it on <clears throat> right right, right when it's time. Fortnite is a game. Well, yes, we know that it's a game. We, we already had our Fortnite conversation. I just want you to tell me something new about Fortnite since the last time we spoke. Um, um, Avengers. So what about Avengers? Tell me about it. Um, Avengers are now in Fortnite. Okay. What did you have to do to earn that, to get that? Um, get the battle pass. But no, what, weren't you playing the beta? Um, um yeah. And so what did you do with that? I completed all the, all the challenges, and I completed the whole beta. Okay. And then what did you earn as a reward? Um, this Hulk smash pickaxe. Okay. So you've been using that? Yes. How many skins do you have? 53. 53. And you were asking me for another skin yesterday, right? Yeah. Does anybody think you should get another skin? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't ask anybody except you. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm asking podcast land, do they think you, sh- you need another skin? I don't know. Is 53 a lot or is that a little? How many do people usually have? Um. Well, a lot of people have over 50. Mm-hmm. But some people have, like, 40 or something. They have, like, 40. So 40 is about the average, you think? Yeah, but um, seconds, like, over, like, 52. Okay. So seconds over 52. So you just won over that. Yes. 53. Yes, ma'am. Um, Go ahead and talk. I want my iPad back. You want your iPad back? I want about YouTube. Oh, you want to talk about YouTube? Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about YouTube. What do you want to talk about YouTube? I talk about YouTube. Jenna and Roma. Oh, Jenna and Roma. Yeah. Those are your favorite people. You like watching them a lot, right? Yeah. And you always say, what's she talking to the mic, babe? I want Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig? Yeah. Okay, what else do you watch? Talking to the mic, baby. Um, another one. What's the other one? Another one is the Fave Peppa. Okay. Zoe, how old are you? Um, three. You're three. Talking to the mic. Talking she... to the mic. Okay. How old are you? Uh, three. Three. Okay. You showed me your fingers. You was counting on them. One, two, three, right? Yeah. Okay. So, Peppa Pig, Jenna and Roma... What else do you watch on YouTube? What's your favorite YouTube song? Oh, my favorite YouTube song. 
Yeah, what is it? It's a coin. The unicorn? Yeah. Can you sing it for me? Yeah. Let me hear it. Sing it to the mic. I need to hear Oh, you need to hear it to go. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, there you go. Yay. It's Dylan's turn. I don't know if we can get Dylan to sing a song. Dylan still is trying to wake up. Can you sing a song? Do you no. know a song? No. No? No. What about TikTok? That's the other thing you're trying to get your followers up on. So give us your TikTok name. I don't really want to. Oh, you, you're not doing that anymore? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know you was out on that. I'm taking a um, two-week break. You're taking a two-week break? Well, explain that. Why are you taking a two-week break? Because I haven't... Gained a follower in like a month. So because you haven't gained a follower, you're taking a break? Yes. You're, you're reassessing your strategy on how to gain followers? Yes. I'm with that. That's, that's a great plan. That's outstanding. Okay, well, we're going to get out of here. I just wanted to give you guys an opportunity to listen and hear and see what's going on. Like I said, Dylan, so you can get your YouTube and life together. Daddy, talk to me. Daddy, talk to me. Okay, what do you want me to say to you? Oh, I want to say baby shark. Baby shark? All right. I want to sing baby shark. Okay, sing baby shark, and that'll be the end of the episode. Baby. No, let me. Oh, okay. Baby shark. Baby shark. Baby shark, da, 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 da. baby shark, mommy shark, da, 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 da. mommy shark, da, 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 da. mommy shark, da, 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 da. mommy shark, daddy shark. Da, <laughs> you gonna go through the whole family? Daddy shark, da, 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 da. daddy shark, da, 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 da. daddy shark, grandma. If you if you go through the whole thing, I might owe them a royalty. So I don't know if we are allowed to do that. Grandma let go. Hunt. Hunt. Oh, Dylan's covering her mouth. Okay. Well, I'm gonna tell you guys bye bye. You did a great job. Yay. Bye. Okay. Let me just give a little quick outro. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this family episode of Department 3C Presents a Podcast. Um, If you'd like to reach out to us, all social media platforms, Department 3C, or you can email us at department3c at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow me personally, my Instagram is imsevy, and that's where you can find me anywhere else. Again, thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye. This has been a Fire and Iron Media production. You have something to say, people want to listen. How's that, Daddy?